Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Yep, we got to get up, get up and get rolling. Hope you're having a good start to your new year. And uh, we sure are around here. You know, when we think about um, a new year, obviously, one of the things that you hear constantly is resolutions. And resolutions can be great. A downside with them. Now, let's hit the upside. The upside is about three weeks to four weeks into the new year, 15% of the people are still going. And by the end of the year, about 5% have hung in with that resolution. So that's the upside. So no resolutions at all. Nothing's going to happen. Okay. But the flip side of that is about 85% have fallen off the wagon and don't get back up on it again. I think the and the other upside is that there's something going life, on. Yeah. And there's something that is encouraging for people about getting a, a fresh start. And about kind of evaluating where they're at. It gets your wheels turning, at least thinking that direction. Yeah, it can. I mean, for the 85%, though, and I've been in that bucket before, it can feel like, ah, oh, there I go again. You get three weeks in, you fall off the wagon. It's like, uh, I don't know if I'm ever going to get victory over this. So it's like, oh, what do we do with that? And by nature, resolutions are usually, they usually revolve around our ability to get her done. Sure. I mean, just because they just do. And the spiritual life isn't about effort, not the absence of effort. It's about the absence of earning. And so effort is necessary for sure. A lot of people, when we talk about the grace of God and how that is the fuel in the engine room for life change, they think, Oh, so is this a let go, let God thing? No, it's letting go and letting God to the point where you're filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and then you walk in agreement with God. Sure. That's a that's a big difference here. And we're going to be breaking that down for these next, oh, about seven days here. We're going to be going after this. So it's going to be a sweet time that we're going to have together here, guys. And we hope that you're off to a great new year for sure, 2024. Boy, that one snuck up on us in a hurry, didn't it? No kidding. Right? No kidding. Wow. I just got used to writing 2023 down. Now i got to change it again. What do you write 2023 on? It used to be checks. Obviously, you don't do that. So what <laughs> I do, you... do checks. Oh, you still write physical? For oh, really? rent. Oh, okay. Or not for rent, but for like my HOA fee. Really? Yeah. Well, because... They don't have an electronic portal for they you? They do, but it costs more. you got to pay like... How much do they ding you? Like an extra 12 bucks a month. Oh, my word. And really? Use yeah. The to wow, use the electronic, the opposite. yeah. To use my credit card online, I got to pay an extra twelve bucks, so I send in a check now. Huh? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, it's they they give me the envelopes and everything to just so they make it real easy for me. I'm gonna just send a check. Right. Save me some twelve bucks. I have not bucks. written a check <laughs> in a few years. Really? I don't think I have. Now I, maybe my bride has. I still write them from time to time, but I mean, I can. Have a a book of checks and it will last me. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, a years. couple of years. Jonathan does not know the days. No, when we would order super die. You and I can only relate to this. Even <laughs> Allie doesn't know this. I would order six boxes. Oh, I remember. Of checks. I, rem I, I boxes? remember ordering boxes of checks and because you'd design. use them so much. Yep, oh, you'd yeah. pick your oh, yeah. design. Yeah, you'd pick the design. Oh, you'd pick goodness. the font that you wanted, yes, your name. Yes. You could have custom ones. And like. then you'd decide if you wanted a specific kind of the case 
Oh, like if you wanted right. like a plastic case that would have the duplicator. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of have the duplicator. But I then like, I like the duplicators. Those were good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or you could get something fancier if yep. you didn't want the blue plastic case. You could get something was, a little I, bit you know, nicer. Yeah. I was kind of boring. I went with the check blue. You know what the check blue is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basic. The basic. Okay. It was like that Microsoft light blue. blue <laughs> Microsoft blue. It was just check blue, man. Yep. But you could get cartoon characters. Oh, you could get flowers. I mean, you could really yeah. customize Puppies. this. Jonathan probably doesn't know about customizing the checks. If no. He well, to. I, I mean, kind of. I remember when my first checkbook when I was a kid, yes, I got to customize the, the way it looked. You know, kind of like how you do with your credit cards now. You can choose a design. But I remember in high school, they taught me how to balance my checkbook. And in terms of things that I've never learned, I never used that I learned in high school, that was up there. Because oh. I've written like 12 <laughs> checks since since high school where they taught me how to balance my checkbook. And I can just look online and look at my my balance and be like, okay, I'm good. No problems. That's so, so funny. That's a good thing to they know. taught me and then I never used it. Those are good skills to have. Yes. My son asked me if I was going to teach him how to pay bills. It was about seven when he asked me this. I said, well, <laughs> seven? I said, well, well oh, yeah, God, oh, why? Buddy. He goes, well, because I don't want to have to move every time. I, when I get older, I don't want to have to move every time I get a bill. So, well, I'll make sure that you're prepped and ready. I don't want to have to move. He was concerned that if he didn't know how to pay bills, he'd he just, just have, have to, to keep moving from place to place. No, I'll make sure that you, I have no idea. I know some adults. He said, I'll make sure that you are equipped to know how to pay bills. Now, he wasn't worried about the earning money to do it. He was worried about the actual execution of of getting a check or making an online payment. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. He said, you've got some time. For for now, Dad and I will take care of bills. Dad and I have got it. So there's a longing in everyone's heart. And there are some, you know, you know what makes a great worship leader? First off, the key word in worship leader is leader. Big importance. Because you can have someone that can sing with great vocals, but that doesn't mean that they're going to be able to take you anywhere. But the, I think the most important thing about a worship leader is someone that can help you get in a moment, in touch with whatever you're feeling and thinking and redirect your feelings and thinkings and get them aligned with a holy God. Okay. I think there's nothing like it. And there's a group of guys that were worship leaders a number of years ago who could do this in an amazing way. And they wrote a worship song that is just epic. And as you're steaming in 2024, I think this worship song is going to really touch your heart. It's more than a few years ago. They were sons of Korah. Oh, I was like, wait. And they wrote a phenomenal song. Huh? And it's amazing. Coming up in a little bit, we'll get to that song and how it is so important for 2024. Waking you up with adrenaline and Jesus. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Sometimes the greatest lessons that we learn and the biggest long tail that lessons have is tragedy. Boy, there's one that we find in Scripture for sure in number 16. We find Korah's rebellion. And Korah's rebellion was a fire that was offered up to a false god. These guys were ticked off at Moses and things were just going grim. But some of Korah's sons survived and they lived and they became Levitical worship leaders. It's really a cool story. 
And you know, this is why you have to put pieces together in the scriptures. If you read Psalm 42, which is the song that we're going to read here in just a moment, you go, oh, hold it a second. This is written by Korah's sons. Hmm. Oh, Korah was consumed by fire with 255 co- cons- uh, 250 co-conspirators. This was a bad deal. So then you go, whoa, these sons looked on their charred remains of their father and they go, okay, we're going to follow the one true and living God. And they became epic worship leaders. Korah's sons formed a worship team of Levitical leaders for the nation of Israel. And they sang a song. And it's a beautiful one, man. And one that we love to this day. We'll give it to you in a minute now. Your spiritual pit stop to keep you going in the race. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Yeah, it's a worship team. They were called the Sons of Korah. They had a, probably an album out. But there was one <laughs> single that they had that was epic. Okay. <laughs> and um, I'll read you the lyrics of the song that they wrote. And these are songs that were written. This is awesome. I'm going to read the first six verses. By the way, this is one, one example in the scriptures where the verse break is all screwed up. They got verse six that actually kind of butts in on a phrase and only captures the last three words of a Hebrew sentence. So they, somebody screwed it up. Somebody putting in verses. Those verse guys, I'll tell you. They did a pretty good job at this one. They mucked up, but we'll give it to you here. As a deer pants for flowing streams... So pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me all the day long, Where's your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with Glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude keeping festival. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. What a song, huh? I remember hearing this one growing up in church, and it was something just so powerful. I don't even... I don't think I realized that it was from the Word of God. Yeah. But that image of a deer panting for water and that being like my soul thirsting for the living God. What a metaphor. Yes. And if you've ever seen a deer that's parched, and I have, this is just extra special. If you've ever seen a deer that's heading for a creek bed looking for some water and they're hot and parched from maybe a long day, maybe foraging for food, and then they come upon that water. They're not easily distracted. Really? Okay, yeah. I've not, I've definitely not seen that. <laughs> but you have. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's an awesome thing to see these metaphors from the very creation that God created. So cool. So you got this thing loaded up for us, Cat Daddy? I do. Ready right. to go. Yeah, let's let's go through this one, and then we'll make some comments on the back end. This is classic. So this is old school, guys. If you're new listening around here and you go, what in the world yeah. did this come from? This came from like 50 years ago. <laughs> it's 5-0, For baby. many of you, though, it's going to take you back. Yes. Because you 
grew up hearing it. Yeah. There's no lead on this, right? Uh, 14 seconds. 14 second lead. I think this is Maranatha, right? That's yes, right. Correct. Maranatha Singers. Psalm 42, worship leader group called Sons of Korah started this bad boy off way back. As the deer the water so my soul longeth after thee. You my heart's desire. Beautiful song, man. That's Maranatha. It's Psalm 42, written by Korah's sons. Yep, 
the very sons of Korah's rebellion. They had seen the charred remains of a dad, and they're like, oh, we're going to go a new way. And they become, became worship leaders for the nation of Israel. What a cool backstory, yeah, huh? It really is. Coming up in a moment, we hope that that is your cry of your heart coming into 2024. And the question is, well, what are we going to do with that? My soul longs for thee, oh God. Well, there's something that we can do about it. We're going to talk about it. Got a big promotion coming up here. Hang on, minute and a half. Start your day with a boom. You're listening to Carlin Crew Mornings. If you have that feeling as the deer pants for flowing streams of water, so my soul longs for you, oh God. That's great. Isn't that awesome? It really is. I mean, that thirst for God, that thirst yeah. for him, the way that you would thirst for water. If you've ever been outside for a while and you've been really, really parched. Yeah, that's that's exactly the picture we get here. And I love this. It kind of this first phrase or verse in the 42nd Psalm ends with hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Whew. Man, having a worship leader that can help your soul and your mind connect with something transcendent beyond where you are today. It's just a powerful thing. And these sons of Korah were great worship leaders for sure. But the question is, how do we, how do, we do that? And we go into 2024, a question I would have for you is, do you have a plan? Do you know a biblical strategy for how to get victory in your life? And you know, it's usually around one thing that's kind of holding up everything. And it's a reoccurring thing. We talked about this some months ago that we I'll never forget putting it out there. It was so huge for me personally to see this when we said, what's that one thing that's holding you back from so many of God's blessings? And the responses that came in were overwhelming. Right. And they usually fell into one of three brackets. It was probably time management was a big one. Mm -hmm. People felt like, shoot, I'm just a sluggard. I talk about doing things, but I don't get it done. We've all struggled with that, Boom Crew. You're not alone. I'm Mr. Time Management expert in many ways. I've committed my life to time management. I can be a sluggard with the best of y'all. We can all struggle with that. Relational challenges. Ah, how many of us have come off of a Christmas or New Year's season feeling like, oh my goodness, man, relational conflict can really hold me back. Yeah. And we walk away feeling a sense of, shoot, I screwed that up. Man, I wasn't really Christ in that situation. Mm -hmm. I, man, God, can't we do better, you and me? Well, I think that's the point, is when we cry out and our soul longs for the Lord that we say, can we do better? Oh, that's the right shift. For this whole month, we're doing something crazy here. wasn't my idea, but we're doing something really fun. And um, we're going to... We're going to help you guys agree with God around seven resolutions. And here's what's really cool about this. You don't have to start at January 1. You can jump in any time <laughs> to this thing. It's not like, oh, no, I missed it, January 1. No, these are resolutions to agree with God to make huge, significant plate shifting. I'm talking plate shifting. We had this earthquake in Japan here just a few days ago, seven point something on the Richter scale, big one. What that was, was plates of the earth are shifting. 
But sometimes our soul has plates that need to shift to get into a position where we'll actually be more stable, not destabilized. And God wants to give you strength to, to do that. Coming up at the top of the 7 o'clock hour and at 8.30, we're actually going to have a big, explain this small group giveaway that we're going to have. Yeah, so this book, The Seven Resolutions, Where Self-Help Ends, God's Power Begins, this is going to be a phenomenal resource as you head into the new year, as you want this year to be different. You don't want it to be just another year where you set some goals and then you fall off the wagon and then by the end of the year you feel defeated. This is going to be a resource that's really going to help you. So we've got a couple different giveaways going on this month, but a big one is for small groups. So coming up in this next hour, we're going to be giving away a 10-pack of books for your small group. So this is going to be if you're a small group leader or if you're a part of a small group where you have some influence and you know that this book can be utilized in a powerful way, then you can call in and win it. 10 copies for your whole small group. Yeah, and I'm going to throw in something kind of cool. I'm going to sign them all. I'm going to sign those copies and I'm going to throw in a day planner for each book. So we're going to have a cool little, this is a really cool thing. Yeah, this is, we've not done this before, but this is really exciting. So if you know a small group leader or if you have others in your small group and you all want to try to win it so that maybe one of you does, get let them know. What, do you want to timestamp this? Yeah, we'll timestamp it for like 7.05 okay. and uh, 8.35, something like that. And uh, we'll go for it. So it'll be fun. Now, some of you are thinking, oh, shoot. I'm not in a small group. We can help you as well. That is okay. You can actually just enter to win as an individual as well. I'll get you the entry form. Just text the word NEW to 312-274-9624. This is to win an individual copy of the book. Just text NEW to 312-274-9624. Don't just keep it to yourself. Give what you've heard to a friend with the Carl and Crew Showcast. Just go to curlingcrew.org. God's love is not constrained. The question is, do we tap into his power or are we kind of going on our own? It seems to me, from my perspective, and this is broad brush, but it seems that we tend to lean on our own understanding to steal a proverb, Proverbs 3. We, we tend to lean on our own understanding and our own strength, Galatians 3, 1 through 3 more so than a lot of our brothers and sisters around the globe. Why is that, Allie? Well, I think a lot of it is just our wealth as a nation. I mean, the Bible is very clear about the the danger of riches, not the danger of money. There's nothing wrong with money, but there is something wrong with the pursuit of riches, the valuing of money over other things. And I think when you're in a country where things are relatively— not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that we don't have our problems, but for the vast majority of people in this nation, they have, we have food, we have shelter, readily available, maybe not ideal, maybe check to check, maybe finances are tight, but compared to the rest of the world, places where people live close. on sometimes a dollar or less a day, which is a big part of the world, we are very wealthy. And when, where there's wealth, where there's comfort, there is self-reliance, there is self-deception and thinking that I got this. Yeah, it's listening to, and I love Dave Ramsey. Um, I think he's done a great job. Um, but one of the big things that he has is have a three to six month emergency fund. And that sounds great. Mm -hmm. But if you go to Burundi and tell them to put away a three to six month emergency fund, 
that ain't going to happen. They go out in the fields and they work and they come home that night. They go to the market with the day's wages that they had that day to scrape together enough to have food for that night. Yeah. That's the way it works. Banking is not a big deal in Bujumbara, Burundi. It's just not. So, and then you think of what's going on in the underground church in Iran, and we're hoping to get someone on about that in the next couple of weeks here because uh, there is a revival going on underground church in Iran. But there is a, when you've got this godless regime that is so demeaning to women and calls for holy jihad, there is going to be, for those that are transformed by the power of Jesus, there's going to be more of a natural tendency to cling to Jesus, sure. for sure. So the question is, what are those principles that are going to get us clinging to Jesus? Coming up, minute and a half, we'll break down three of them that I think are essential, and then uh, we'll take it from there. Discipleship to start your day. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Deal Moody said it so good. If God be your partner, make your plans large. And I would be this bold if God not be your partner, be careful Hmm. (laughs) because we got to be joining God. And the tendency for a lot of us is to feel like God saved me. Now I need to get up and honor him. I, I owe it to God to give it my best. And I'd say there's some degree of truth in that, right? I mean, we want to give God praise. Sure, absolutely. We want to give him glory with Mm -hmm. our life. But the tendency can be to get up and get independent of God. How do I know this? Because one of the greatest passages in all the scripture that I think is so relevant to us today at 180 Chicago, we're going to start teaching through this. We're in a dunamis series starting this weekend for four weeks, but then we're going to jump into the book of Galatians because the book of Galatians captures kind of where we're at as a nation for sure. And where we have been historically, it's not new today. But look at this, man. Galatians 3, 1 through 3. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you only this, Paul says. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish, having begun by the Holy Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? And it's a rhetorical question because the obvious answer is, no, man, we can't be perfected by the flesh. Not at all. We can't. It's impossible. And anybody that's tried to, let's just go to recent events here that a lot of us have had, tried to be uh, a light and we walked away from a conversation with a family member, a crazy uncle, some people tease about crazy uncles over right. Christmas, and then you realize I am that crazy <laughs> uncle. Um, but we, we, we tried our best. We walk away going, ah, shoot, I missed it. Mm-hmm. We've all had situations like that. Or feel like I'm going to, by golly, by gum, never said that before, um, I'm going to get victory over something in this new year, and I'm going to do it. A lot of times I think people have vague of like a vague desire to I want to be a better person. Yeah. This year. I just want to be better. I want to be nicer, want to be kinder, I want to be more generous. Many people have that as a desire. There's something in them that wants to be better, but the problem is we lack the power to do it. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so that leads to the first one. I'm glad you said that, Ali, because if we want to be positioned for power, job one is humility. How do I know this? 
God opposes the proud but gives grace. So grace is God's ability to do in us what we can't do in ourselves. Gives grace to the humble. Psalm 138, verse 6, For though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly, but the haughty he knows from afar. Whoa, look at this. So he's going to resist pride. It's not a matter of the absence of humility is a neutral God. No, he's actually going to say, I'm going to stiff arm you on this one. Yeah. And in Psalm 138, it means that our pride creates distance between us and God. Well, if we want to be positioned for power, we got to be humble because this is what we find. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God so that at the proper time he may exalt you. What a great metaphor, huh? God's word is so powerful. It really is. So humility is paramount. The other one that I'm going to say, and we talk about it a lot around here, if you're new listening to us, by the way, welcome aboard, but is proximity to Jesus. In John 15, Jesus is so clear. He says, I'm the vine, you're the branch. If you abide in me, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do. And we all know this. We all know the word. Nothing. 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 But how often do I? Try to bear fruit in my strength. Pastor Carl, can I tell you? Too often. Mm -hmm. And it's a lesson we need to learn over and over again, that it's his grace and his power and his grace and power alone flowing through us that allows us to bear fruit. I just get blown away by this metaphor, guys. Because a branch, what's a branch apart from a vine? I'll tell you what it is. It's withering. Yeah. That's all it is. And so what's the branch's job? Have proximity to Jesus. Stay connected. Stay connected to Jesus. So in short order, how do we stay connected to Jesus? Let's just let's just pour out our heart here for a moment. How do we do that, Allie? I mean, through his word, time in his word. How do we do that in a way that we're not checking a box, Allie? How have you done that when you felt like, man, I really met with the Lord here? Yeah. I mean, it's – remember Erwin Lutzer said something, and I don't know if it was original to him or he took it from somewhere else, but he, he said, don't don't close your Bible until you've grabbed onto something for that day. So I think a lot of times reading reading the Bible can become box checking if we're not careful. Yeah. It can become knowledge gathering if we're not careful. But when you grab onto something that you can hold on to for that day, even if it's just one thing, that can start to change you. Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. It's going to be interesting to see how many of you are small group leaders or you wield enough influence in the group where you can be pretty sure with like 99% certainty that you can use this tool. But we're doing something really different here, and I'm excited about this, and here's why. The tendency to trust our own self or turn a group into mere knowledge brokering is a present danger. Knowledge brokering meaning that we study the word, but we aren't as adept at looking at strategic ways to apply it. In fact, we're going to have Pastor Lutzer preaching in this month of January at 180 Chicago, and I gave him a topic, and he's fired up, so he's... uh, He's going to be preaching. I can't wait. And it's uh, the power of application. 
And I gave him a couple of central passages. And he said, well, Carl, I think I can do that. <laughs> Love it. And he's really excited about it. But it's one thing to read the word or hear the word. It's another thing to apply the word. What we want for you to do is to come out. It's one thing to come out of a small group experience, go, I learned a lot about God, but it's a super duper thing to go. I not only learned about God, but I began to align my life with him in practical ways that are bearing fruit. How cool is that? And so that's what this book is all about. It's about these seven resolutions that help you get real spiritual victory. This is not about self-help. This is about God's power, you joining God, you killing sin, you managing your time to the glory of God. We ready for it? We ready for it? Let's go for it. Okay, so this is going to be specifically for small group leaders, or you're a part of a small group and you can ensure uh, with a, a good deal of confidence that this can be leveraged in a good way that you're going to win these 10 copies and that you will be able to go through it together as a small group. So with that in mind, we are ready for it. The 10 call, uh, ten copies of this book are going to go to caller number 31. Caller 31 to 312-274-9624. Small group leaders, small group members only for this one. 312-274-9624. Going from believers of Jesus to followers of Jesus. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Hey, guess what? We got our what? winner with us. Yay. Our small group winner, <laughs> our first one, Tom from Gurney. Tom, tell us about your small group. How long have you been a part of it? How are you going to put this book to use? Well, good morning, everyone. I have been a small group leader for many years, but this is kind of exciting for me because I've been attending 180 Chicago and Elk Grove since it launched, and my plan is to launch a small group there with this, Carl. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to be talking to the people around me, Jim that sits behind me, and anybody else, I'm going to wrangle up nine other guys, and we're going to get it launched. Oh, well, that's exciting. Tom, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Well, Godspeed to you, my man. And, and it's Tom, if you've been a leader for a long time, you know the difference, don't you, between Sometimes you can go through small groups and you can learn such good stuff. But when you have an intention to put it into practice, it's a game changer, isn't it, Tom? Knowledge without action is really meaningless. You have to put it in action. And that's what I've learned from you and this show and uh, uh, just, uh, you know, reading the word is that uh, I got to I got to take action here. And so that's why I called in saying, hey, I'm putting it out in faith. I'm going to get those nine other guys and. We're going to start rocking. Praise God. Very Praise cool. God. Way That's to go, awesome. Chris. Love you, man. I love it. Wow. We're doing this again. There you go. <laughs> In the 8 o'clock hour. And uh, just kind of a little bit of a preview. This is going to be a, a Thursday thing for the month of January. So yeah. there will be uh, quite a few more opportunities to win. You heard Tom. He's got a plan for it. We ask that you are a small group leader or a small group member and that you have a plan for how you can utilize it. That's all. That's it. Really cool. Uh, boy, that one threw me off a little bit here. Way to go, Tom. How exciting. That was really yeah, good. that's really cool. Very good. Um, RPO. That's what I was going to do right now. Yeah. Uh, what is RPO? So RPO, basically in football, as the offense lines up, they have a play that they would like to run. They're either going to run or they're going to pass. An RPO is a run-pass option. So they basically come to the line of scrimmage with two plays available. One or, of them, or, or way more. Or way more. So one of them, let's start, we'll, say, we'll make it simple, we'll say yeah. two. One of them is a run play, one of them is a pass play. The quarterback looks at the defense 
And he says, based on how this defense looks, I believe it is aligned in a certain way. And I think that either a pass play is going to be more beneficial in this scenario or a run play is going to be more beneficial in this scenario. It's really cool because sometimes the running back doesn't know if he's going to get the ball or not. No, absolutely not. He the quarterback will snap the ball. He will run back towards the running back and he will either hand it to him or he will fake hand it to the him. The running back does not know whether he is getting the ball until the ball is in his hand. It's really cool. Mm. It's called RPO. It's used a lot. And what I what I'm meaning here is that. We have, we come in in a morning and we've got a lot of different options. Absolutely. And so sometimes we don't know where we're going to go. Are we going to run the ball? Are we going to pass the ball? Are we going to hold it? Are we going to pass it downfield? Are we going to throw a slant pattern? And Allie's really good at this. The whole team's really good at this. Yeah. Because sometimes I'm quarterback in here. Exactly. But we don't know exactly where we're going to go. But Allie knows content and what we have. She right. knows what we've got yeah. available yeah. to us in and our playbook. So mm-hmm. it's and that's this just dawned on me. This is RPO. Like we got to tell our coach this. He's going to use this. Oh, okay. Because I like RPO it. is a cool metaphor. Yeah, we actually Absolutely. have a coach. In case you're wondering, it's a talent coach who helps us do better radio. Yeah, yeah. and he does help. <laughs> he, he does, does help. But uh, RPO here. So here's where we're going to go coming up. I feel like we need to drill down on the defense that we're up against. What is it that we are battling when it comes to joining God versus living with self-help and living in our own strength? What is Satan trying to bring against us? What are the ways that he tries to bait us into not leaning in humility under God in proximity to Jesus Christ? What's he trying to do? We've got to understand what the enemy's up to. We're called to be alert. We're called to be aware. When the attacks come and we got to be able to say, oh, that's what's going on. Because the death of a disciple, the derailment of a disciple is living in our own strength. Is what Paul said to Galatian church. Guys, it's so relevant to the American church. That that you began by the power of the Holy Spirit. Why are you working out in the flesh? And the answer to that question is, I don't know why I'm doing this. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Because how far has it gotten you, Young Dunder, working in your own strength? Uh, it's gotten me, let me do the math here, zero. <laughs> it's gotten me no steps St- forward. So statistically speaking. Statistically speaking. It doesn't do much for it you. It doesn't do anything. If anything, it actually takes me backwards, not forwards. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to break it down. We're going to talk. We're going to do a little RPO coming up here in a moment. What's Satan trying to do? And how does he bait us into living with self-help rather than God's power? Wow. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year to you. 24, Allie. Can you believe it? Where have all these years gone? Wow. Hey, Boom Crew. This is Matt Forte. Huddle up, because we're taking our next step with Jesus here on Call and Crew in the Morning. Uh, we're doing a little RPO, run pass option here. And, you know, I'm uh, trying to assess what's going on with the defense, and that's what I want to do here even before we snap the ball. Why and how? does Satan strategize to get us working in our own strength? It's the, it's the, it's, it's the malady of all maladies. And mm-hmm. it, meaning this, if you're new listening to us, we're born again by the power and the grace of God, right? Get that right. Titus passage ready to go here, okay. Allie. Uh, Titus 2, is it 10 and 11 or 11 and 12? 11 and 12, I think. 11 and 12. Look it up. Um, why, why and how? 
I think the why is easy. Satan's mm-hmm. trying to throttle us at every corner, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So let's go into the how. How does Satan try to get us living in self-help rather than relying on the grace of God? And guys, this is so important. Can I just stop here and tell you, please listen to me. I'm getting long in the tooth now. And I've lived long enough, and I've been a pastor long enough to tell you right now I could cry thinking about it. I might. Christianity in your own strength just sucks. It sucks. Yeah, it does. It is awful. Yeah. It gets you nowhere. Relationally, trying to kill an addiction, trying to get a behavior modification going. You keep trying that in your own strength, and I'm telling you, you're going to get— Here's the bummer. You'll start attributing your lack of power to, God forbid, but it happens, God must not love me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that weird how then we oh, confer yeah. that on God? Mm-hmm. So how does Satan try to get us living in self-help, Allie? You know, when I was little, I used to occasionally stay up late and watch these late night infomercials. And it would... (laughs) Were you that? You keep them on air. I loved it. And it was so fascinating to me because it would always be something that you never really knew you needed. And then you'd watch like 20 minutes and you'd be ready to buy, you know, almost anything, you know, for four installments (laughs) of... $20.95 $20.95 per month. And yeah. but wait, we'll slash one payment if you call now. But it was this this idea that there's something out there that can make life a little bit better, a little bit faster, a little bit more efficient. And it's this carrot that gets dangled in front of us constantly that there's a better version of me waiting. That if I just get this or grab this or buy this or try this, and it becomes this hamster wheel of constantly thinking that that next thing is going to be the thing, the thing that finally makes me at peace with myself, that finally makes me happy, and it never stops. Yeah, it never, it never does. It stop. never stops, and you keep grabbing for that next thing, and it's powerless. So then you just move on to whatever's next. And we feel like to go with that infomercial, infomercial theme. We feel like I've got to go grab this yeah. thing. I've got to do that. When God's sitting here going, I saved you, and I want to carry you. But in the short term, the quick fix seems easier. But it never it never is. But we keep falling for the same thing that I can I can just I can buy this. Yeah. I can read this book. I can try this product. And it's in the short term. It's it feels easier. Like, man, I got to wait for God to change me. That feels like a long process. Can I just, you know, buy this face cream? OK, so in essence, what you're saying is the bait of Satan is Here's a quick fix, and for three low payments, oh, we'll even cut one off. For two payments of nineteen yep. ninety nine, you can get this working. It's the and so quick he fix almost. Shortcut. I wonder if, in fact, kind of with screw tape letter themes here. Ah, coming up minute and a half. I got a, I got a theory on this one because Satan comes at us. Hey, come on, he masquerades as the angel of light. Right. Come on. He's gonna come at us like he's the real deal, but he's not. We'll break it down. Helping you take the next step in your walk with Jesus. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. All right, guys, we're breaking it down. We're taking a look at the enemy's strategies here to get us living in self-help because if he can get us living there, and by the way, Paul Paul alludes to this. Doesn't allude to it, he speaks to it. He says, Who has bewitched you? 
You don't want someone writing you, coaching you spiritually, saying, (laughs) some demon got a hold of you. Oh, but the bewitching wasn't some, now you're a seance person, or you'll go get tarot cards, or you get your palm read. It was, you're living in your own strength Mm -hmm. and trying to live a victorious Christian life in your own juice. And how far did it get them? Nowhere. How far did it get us? Nowhere. How far has it gotten your, gotten your friend Carl when you've seen me living? In, be honest. Where? How far I mean, has it gotten me? Same answer for every person Nowhere. who's ever tried it. Nowhere. Nowhere. Doesn't do it. Nope. So as disciples of Christ, we got to live in, in humility and in proximity to Jesus, living with the juice of Jesus. You just got to do it. Do you have a quick thought, you guys? Um, Young Thunder, Super Die, quick thought on this one? No, I mean, I... <sighs> I think this is also something that pauses us or freezes us into trying to do it our own is thinking that we owe God that yeah. I owe him. He saved me. So I need to work as hard as I can for him. Working with God is a great thing. Yeah. Working in his strength is a great thing. Trying to earn something because of what he's done for you. That will only mess up your relationship with him. That mentality will keep you distant and you will never experience salvation. Yeah. And that mentality after you're born again, new creature in Christ, the old is gone, the new has come. It will keep you from sanctification, which is growing up in Jesus. Yep, absolutely. So it's just, I I saw an R.C. Sproul, sorry to butt in here, but I saw R.C. Sproul do a, uh, when I was on break, I saw a phenomenal, um, uh, he's gone on to his reward, but I saw a phenomenal YouTube clip, um, R.C. Sproul, explaining uh, solo fide, faith alone, and why, and, and I want to be bold here right now, you can, you can get this twisted in any denomination, and I just, I'm going to be bold, and I've, the Lord's convicted me in the last couple of weeks that I need to be even bolder with this going forward, but many parishes of Catholicism are steeped in works. Mm-hmm. Now, let me be fair. The common communication that people get in your average Bible-believing church can be, you better suck it up. Absolutely. You better go be a good Christian. Yep. But I don't care if you're raising a Catholic church, a Baptist church, a Lutheran church, any notion that you bring something to the plate is utterly bogus. Yeah. Right. It's Bogus. Well, that was yeah. the point of salvation in the first place is that you can't bring anything. And so it's been paid for you. So what would make us think that we yeah. can do anything now? Yeah. Sometime we need to play this RC Sproul clip because it's that good. I was like mesmerized. I'm like, this mm-hmm. dude just nails it. He's got a gift like you, Young Thunder. Young Thunder's got a teaching gift so he can synthesize concepts real well. Thank you. I'm comparing you to see Sproul. <laughs> I don't take that lightly. Wow. <laughs> but um, so we got a verse for you. Why don't you read it and we'll break it down on the other side. How cool is this? Allie walked in one day a few years ago. She goes, uh, by the way, there, Pastor Know-It-All. You no, ever heard this one? No, no she didn't say that. <laughs> she said, Carl, have you ever have you ever seen this passage? She said innocently. And then she read it to me. And I'm like, I've read that a million times. But boy, oh boy, listen to this. It's Titus 2, verse 11 through 12. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives 
in the present age. And then verse 13 goes on uh, to finish that sentence. But verse 11 and 12, power, the grace of God brings salvation and trains us. It's saving grace, training grace. Man, I'm telling you guys. (sighs) Dry out the wood. Can't have wet wood. No, you cannot. If you're going to get fired up about that one, you got to get rid of the wet wood. New to the show? Stick around for a while. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. We're drilling down today as we head into 2024 on this reality. God's power or bust for salvation. This notion that we can somehow work our way into God's good graces. No, can't do it. No, it's all, it's solo fide. It's faith alone. And it's awesome because when you're broken in at the end of yourself, you know that you can't save yourself. But then we think we can maybe grow up ourselves. <laughs> and Paul disavows us of that in Galatians 3, 1 through 3. He says, don't be bewitched. It's more than a television show. It's a demonic attack to try to get you to think that you can do in the flesh what was only begun by the power of the Holy Spirit. So Allie walks in three and a half years ago and goes, hey, uh, so we've been talking a lot about this living in the strength of God. Have you read this verse? What's the emoji? Mind blown. (laughs) I'm like, why have I not seen that before? Take it away, Allie. It says Titus 2, 11 through 12. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age. So you think about the grace of God. You are saved. You are justified. This is a legal term. You are made in right standing with God by the grace of God. You are saved by grace. Most people get that. Yep. But it doesn't stop there. Training us, the grace of God, trains us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions. Okay. okay. How huge is that? It's huge. So trains us to renounce. When you renounce something, that means you take something that you've previously held to believe to be true, a position, and you... Put aside that. You say, I no longer believe that. People renounce positions politically all, people, the, all the time. Yeah. You take something. They don't mean that it, you, but they do. Yeah. I renounce that. I no longer believe that. You, tr- The grace of God trains you to renounce what? Ungodliness, worldly passions, to put aside those things that you once held to be true, those passions, those desires, that ungodliness. Only the grace of God can train you to Put that aside. But wait, there's more. To live, it's not just the putting off of something, it's the taking on of something else. To live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives. What? The grace of God does this for you, trains you to live upright, self-controlled, and godly. So if you got to get stuff out of your life. It's the grace of God. God's power to do in us what we can't do in ourselves. And if you want to get stuff into your life. Grace of God. It's all the grace of God. Saving grace, yep. training grace. They go together. Got to have them. Got to have them, guys. And if you feel like you're stuck right now and wondering, or maybe hurting, 
Because there's something in your life, if you're honest with yourself, there's usually, I absolutely believe this, it's more than anecdotal. You can look at King David, you can look at, I mean, Josiah, you can, there's usually one thing that is keeping us from all the blessings of God, or at least a big old armful of them. And you know what I'm talking about right now, because I mentioned that. We've done this little game before where we asked you to text in. We're not going to do it right now, but... If I were to ask you to text in that one thing that's keeping you from all of God's blessings, untold number of blessings, you got it right now. You know it. There's some of you that, you know, you might have a presenting issue and you need to dig a little bit deeper. Psalm 139, search me, know me, try me. But most of us have it on the tip of our tongue. It's like, oh, yeah, it's this thing right here. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's that thing. It is God's power in his power alone, his grace. Grace is not some, there's a tactic of Satan, dumb down words, right? Grace is a powerful word. It's God's ability to do in us what we can't do in ourselves. It's unmerited favor is the, if you want to pass a seminary course for a definition, unmerited. Do we earn it? No. Is it favor? Galore. To renounce and to import, renounce sin and import good stuff into our life. Man, we got to have it. Need a wake-up call? We can help with that. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Without any further delay, we're going to do it right now. What do you got, Allie? Well, we've got a giveaway. I feel like we need some music or something. Young Thunder, come up with some some music for this. Okay, that'll do. Wow. Got to change my voice, sound a little bit more game show host-like. <laughs> Now, we're giving away copies of The Seven Resolutions, Where Self-Help Ends, God's Power Begins. This is a book uh, that is near and dear to Carl's heart that we want to get into your hands, not just you, but your entire small group. You're going to go through this together. You're going to explore these different resolutions that are going to really give you victory over sin, over that constant habit that keeps coming back up, over the wasted time. Yeah, all of those things that you've battled with for years, this book is going to really help. So if you are a small group leader, I see you're already trying to call in, jumping the gun. Let's go ahead. Let's go caller number 28. Caller 28, small group leader, small group member. You can use this book. Caller 28, 312-274-9624. You're going to win 10 of them to give away to your small group. 312-274-9624. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm also going <laughs> to sign these books. Yep, signed, and you get the planner to go with it. We're going to give the planner as well. So make sure that you have the ability to actually use this thing. Otherwise, having 10 of those things sitting around your home. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to, if you win, you got to come on air and tell us how you're going to use them. Yeah. So you're going to come like on it. air. Okay, the number and the caller number again. Caller 28 312 274 9624. It's like coffee, but for your ears. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Tina, winner in Chicago. How you doing, Tina? I am doing well. Thank you. How are you, Carl? I'm doing great. Allie's got a question for you. Tina, tell us about your small group. You won uh, 10 copies of the seven resolutions. Tell us uh, about your group and how you're going to put this book to use. Oh, my goodness. Um, I am part of a small group, and um, we just truly study God's word and um, just want biblical truth, um, biblical doctrine. And so this is very exciting because oh, it is sorry. a brand new year. And 
um, we just we just appreciate all that you all do um, and to truly keep us in line. Um, and we just want to study his word. Oh, that's awesome. great. Awesome. Well, Tina, God bless you, girl. And what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to send out uh, we're going to send out 10 signed copies of the book and uh, we're going to I'm going to throw in a day planner for each of the 10 members in your group or, you know, however many folks you have. But Godspeed yeah. to you, Tina. And I hope this is encouraging to you. Our goal with this, Tina, is sometimes you probably know this. It's easy to get into a Bible study. and You come down the end of it and goes, man, we have learned so much good stuff about God. Right. Yep. I mean, that's so easy right. to do. But when we not only take that truth, but then apply it. And this is going to yeah. challenge your your group a little bit because you're going to get vulnerable. You're going to be able to you're going to be able to see things change that maybe you haven't before for everyone in the group. And Godspeed, Tina. We're excited for you. Well, thank you so much. I, I, I'm so excited right this moment. Um, this is truly from God and That's his great. leading. And um, we just love that. We're going to just love being able to step into 2024 with just freshness and just and, and just be able to bring it to others. That is the truth. And that's what all that's what we've been studying for probably a couple of the past couple of years now. Awesome. How can we bring this out to others to share God's wonderful, amazing grace? Oh, that's great. Well, Tina, Godspeed, sister. We'll get those out to you as soon as we can. Might be a little bit of a delay, but. Godspeed to you and your group. Some of you are listening right now going, oh, man, I want to, we had a, I'm amazed how many people were calling in. Yeah, there were a lot of small group mm-hmm. leaders, small group members, and we're going to be doing this every Thursday in the month of January. So if you did not win today, uh, go ahead and try to call in again next Thursday. And if you just want to win a copy of the book, uh, we're going to be giving away single copies as well. So you do not have to be attached to a small group to be eligible. So just text the word NEW. We'll get you the entry form for the online giveaway. Text NEW to 312-274-9624. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.